because his pants were sagging. Cakes Monica Castro talked to the family who believes the boy was racially profiled. Monica? The teen says he went to the movies with a group of friends. When the theater's manager approached him about his pants, the teen says he had his hands full, and when he eventually set his stuff down to pull up his pants, the manager had the boy arrested. What was supposed to be a fun evening with friends at the movies turned into 14-year-old Alonzo Taylor Jr. getting arrested over sagging pants. This is kind of low, but it's because I was walking and... I don't get how he even seen, like the show was probably about, say, like right here. Taylor says he couldn't find a belt to wear, and his pants began sagging. A couple seconds after I walked up from the concessions counter, the manager had walked up and said, pull up your pants or you'll be escorted. The teen believes the manager targeted him because he is black. I leaned up against the counter, and he says, well, you're going to have to leave. I don't care what you did. You're, you're trespassing. He tells Cake News he followed all of the manager's commands, but was still arrested by Wichita police. When I got up off the counter, he put me in handcuffs and said, you're underrested for your trespassing. His mother, Ruth Dennis, says her son is a good kid who never gets in trouble. She's not mad at police for handcuffing her son, but at the theater. I just don't want my son's record to be messed up over sagging and be labeled as a trespasser. Taylor is still shocked by what happened and now doesn't feel welcomed at the East Warren Theater. If he's there, I honestly don't want to go back. I would rather go to a movies even further than that. The family tells me Wichita police are reviewing surveillance footage of the incident. They're waiting to hear if the teen will be charged. I also reached down to the Warren East Theater and Regal Theaters. My calls went unanswered. Hey everybody, it's um, Wednesday, May 30th, 2018. Of course it was a Regal Theater. They, Y'all know what they, they just messing up all over the place, showing movies with the 3D lens on. Just, yeah, it's just my personal thing. Uh, listen here, I've been drinking till four. Um, I wasn't planning to drink until four but then i went outside and talked to people and then i immediately said yeah i need to start drinking and uh so yeah sorry just wish i didn't have to do that but you know just talking to people in houston will make you do that kind of thing so i'm going to try to just talk about what's been happening yeah, this is, I guess it's safe to say this has been the most uh, people taking L's week I've ever seen in my existence. Um, where, where, where should I begin? Where should I, well, I mean, we could, we could start with uh, the, the Rockets. Yeah, they just been uh yeah, that that whole thing that happened this is very very I believe, you know, they they threw a lot of bricks. Yeah, yeah, some some of that effect and uh so I mean, I guess the I guess this means the rockets
Yeah, they're just you know, they just once again um, we're gonna have a uh, Cavs versus Warriors finals, and uh, you know this, you know, just, you know, might, might as well because we're all the while the show's getting rebooted, might as well reboot that one one more time. Um, speaking of reboots, then everybody's talking about uh, Roseanne course uh is uh you know she went on her little twitter tirade that caused a lot of people a lot of work and here's here's what i'm saying y'all knew she was crazy y'all knew she was crazy the first time y'all gave her a show because uh you know I, I, you know am i the only one to remember 30 years ago when she was firing riders left and right and just making a horrible work environment and just just making life hell for so many people involved. But you know, but y'all say, "Hey, let's do a Roseanne reboot," and then y'all get shocked when she goes on Twitter talking about how Valerie Jarrett is a combination of Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes, which is amazing. She managed to offend black people, Muslims, and apes. With just one tweet, how the hell do you do that? That's some, that's some, that's some hat hat trick stuff right there. Tell you the truth, just like uh, whatever. I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even fe- feeling that whole situation, y'all. Yeah, she's she's a crazy rich, rich lady, and y'all let her back into popular culture, so. This what happened. Let me do let me do the rocket steam one more time. Let me do Yeah, that's <laughs> I want I so want that to <laughs> be the thing that people think of when they when they when somebody brings up the rockets. That's it. That's, that's the last one. Uh, let's see what, what what other notes I brought up. Uh, just uh, yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian will be talking to. Uh, is is like the original report said Trump, but he's, she'll be actually talking to Jerry Kushner, which is, uh, is better. Where's that? Uh, talking to somebody at the White House. Do, do we have to say the White House is like that place where that dude lives? It's like it doesn't even seem like the White House anymore. But uh, they'll she's showing she's gonna be there at that place to talk to somebody about prison reform. Uh, I believe she she knows somebody, an Alice Johnson who's serving a first uh, life sentence for a first time offense. First of all, Kim Kardashian going to the Trump White House to talk about prison reform is like America. Yeah, something like that. Or uh I, I was thinking more in line of uh uh you know two chains and a little yachty talking about climate change. But hey, but that's just how the thing that's how we roll these days. So uh for two minutes uh Drake was on top because uh 
He dropped a freestyle diss track towards uh, Pusha T for what he said, presumably about uh, Drake and Infrared, and he dropped a freestyle talking about, I don't even know what the hell he talked about. All I know is that Pusha T clapped back hard. Clapped back in a way that's not even, just like, because Drake, I believe Drake was all like, hey, you know, you're not that hard, and you ain't nothing about Kanye, and Kanye ain't even, even uh, going hard like that these days. And Pusha T came back, oh, really? Well, you got a secret kid with a porn star, and your friend's about to die, and your mama's not going to find true love, and your and your dad is, is a deadbeat walking around dressed like Cedric the Entertainer, and, and you're just like, Jesus, just, hey, Y'all are millionaires. Y'all really need to do this. It's just, it's, and also just a further reminder, since Pusha T, of course, you know, it, like so, so many people on good music is just wrong now. I mean, just because of course Pusha T dropped his album, and Kanye felt the need to to buy that Whitney Houston crack bathroom photo for the cover. And now I can't even enjoy the friggin' album, even though it's a great album. And just but he, but he felt that he felt that it was appropriate to have Whitney Houston's crack bathroom on the cover, which is that's that's wrong. Everybody on good music is wrong these days. There's no, it's just uh, Jesus. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I found out today about uh, Arkady Bobchenko. Who basically, <laughs> who basically, uh, that the Russian journalist who pulled a uh, Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight, just like, hey, I ain't really dead. I'm just trying to catch the people, you know, these 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 criminals who are responsible for so many, you know, for for threatening my life, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pretend to to, to die, and then I'm gonna come back. Thought that was that was kind of hilarious, and. Um, yeah, uh, big ups to everybody who's apparently underwater. Uh, shout out to them. Hope everything's well. Like it was the Endicott City and uh, uh, Western North Carolina. They're, they're like a dam about to break over there. But hey, at least the uh, water in Galveston is apparent is blue now, and it's just freaking everybody out. And it's just uh, crazy <laughs> that. Galveston is blue water now, apparently. Uh, it's times like this that make me, re you know, remember just like I've, like I'm getting old now and I'm not really uh, being, you know, not really that sociable and not really connecting with the opposite opposite sex. I've never, never really uh, gotten, um, how should you say, uh, good in that area because it seems like my cousin was um was better in that department than i was and um i'll never forget like literally 22 years ago when uh you know i was driving home like i was i was living with my cousin and my grandmother and uh me me and a friend of mine was driving back first of all we, me and my friend we just got through watching uh this movie uh, the chamber like it was like i don't know if you remember that movie. It was gene hackman 
and Chris O'Donnell and Gene Hackman is this racist dude who's about to go to the gas chamber and Chris O'Donnell, like, I don't know, a, a nephew or a grandson trying to get him out and stuff. And, it's, you know, just, and it's just all, you, we were already like, what the hell was that about? Why? This is a lousy movie. So we're, we're, so I'm, so we're driving back to my place and we, we pull up to the house and, uh, like we see, we see, I see my grandmother's uh, car out the, in the driveway and we walk up to it and we notice some weird activity happening. Like things were getting, and we, and I knock on the, the window and my cousin uh, rolls it down. And the minute he rolls it down, this, this freak funk just, 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 just hits me and my friend in the face and just like, it's, whoa, what the hell is that all about? You know, you ever, you ever like go to a friend's house during the summer and it's like, it's really hot outside and he's got like air conditioning in the room, in the, in the, in the house and, and he opens up the door and the cold air just blasts you in the face. That's what it was like when he, when my cousin rolled down the window and just this, 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 this ass stink. Just hit us in the and like we look at it and see he's butt naked. He's butt naked with another girl. I don't know, and just we're just what the hell are you doing, butt naked, in in in, in my grandmother's car? And he's like, get in the house. I'm like, Negro, you get in the house. You butt naked. And my grandma's car. She's like, we don't have to fumigate that place because you all up in there doing what the hell ever, just stanking up the place. And just, and, and also, I, and it was late at night, so I, it was a good thing it happened late at night, because if it, because, um, not only did my grandmother live across the street from an elementary school, she also lived next door to a, uh, to a daycare center. So, like, if this happened during the day, my cousin, uh, getting his freak on in my grandmother's car, and with full view of you know kids looking and everything, yeah, we we would have been the sex predator house. This basically people would be driving by and pointing and just be like, yeah, that's a sex predator house. Don't go near there. Yeah, there's like all kinds of freaky ass stuff going on and just well, that's something I thought about recently. So um, yeah, this is the. Uh, the most unofficial show on uh, KPFT. This is the uh, Sour Hour. Uh, just uh, yeah, shout out to the Archway Gallery. They got late night pie going on. And by the way, this is bourbon and uh, Fruit Loops and Cocoa Puffs Pie Night. So let's do this. Pulling up in that new toy, the wrist on that boy, rock star like Pink Floyd, waving that rude boy, I'm waving at you boy, ran off on the plug too like True Goy, imagine me do boy, you could never do what I do boy, still ducking sh** that I did boy, in Paris for a hit boy, these ain't the same type of hits boy, can get litter than lit boy You don't take these type of risks boy Cause this boy been throwing that D like rich boy You miss boy Your numbers don't add up on the blue That was 10 years ago If you know, you know If you know, you know
you know, you know This thing of ours, oh this thing of ours A fraternity of drug dealers ringing off I just happen to be alumni Too legit, they still looking at me with one eye The company I keep is not corporate enough Child rebel soldier, you ain't often enough a rapper turned trapper can morph into us But a trapper turned rapper can morph into puff Dance contest for the smokers I predict snow Roker. If you know, you know I only ever looked up to Sosa You all get a bird, this is Oprah Brick layers and ball shorts Coaching from the side of the ball court If you know, you know one stop like a Walmart We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport You know, you know If you know about the carport The trap door's supposed to be awkward If you know, you know That's the reason we ball for Circle round twice for the encore If you know, you know You ever been hit with the water weight Then had to wait till you wore away If you know, you know when we all clicking like Golden State And you and your team are the motorcade You know, you know Been granting wishes like a genie To bad in two-piece bikinis I've been hiding where you can see me The skybox is right next to Reeves Solely responsible for showing rappers how to stand On the front lines when trappers started throwing bands Where were you when Big Meech brought the tigers in? Cause I was busy earning stripes like a tiger skin Brick layers and ball shorts Coaching from the side of the ball court If you know, you know One stop like a Walmart We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport You know, you know if you know about the carport, the trap door's supposed to be awkward If you know, you know, that's the reason we ball for Circle round twice for the encore If you know, you know Turn around and make nothing in or something, babe Look 
what we did, baby I'ma sing it again Then turned around and made nothing in us something, baby Things, girl, look what we did Look at this Never too far behind A love of your own 
This is uh, uh, the Sour Hour right here on KPFT HD2, not 3, HD2. I am Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Uncle Krizzle, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Anastasia B. Rousing, a.k.a. Patterson for real. And um, if you want to let me know that you're listening to the show, it would be very nice if you did. Uh, you can, uh, hit me up, uh, on, uh, on the various social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Grindr, at, uh, 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 Uncle Krizzle, at Uncle Krizzle, U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E, and if, uh, you know, you want to let me know that you're listening to the show, just hashtag the sour hour, hashtag the sour hour. Let's try and make that a thing after five months. And uh, if you want to listen to this, uh, this episode and other episodes pr- previously that were in this time slot, you can go to my Mixcloud uh, page, mixcloud.com slash Uncle Crizzle. Um, let me uh, tell you what songs recently played uh, at the top of it. Uh, if you know, you know. Uh, from Pusha T, I told you I, I like that album from his new uh, whatever it is. It's like it's 21 minutes long Daytona, so it doesn't take up most of your time. So it's like it's a good thing to listen to while you're driving. Uh, like you say, the track's called "If You Know You Know." The second track was uh, "Nothing Into Something" uh, from the uh, one and only uh, BJ the Chicago Kid. Uh, that's um, uh, <laughs> uh, fair. <laughs> I was pushing buttons, trying to figure out 
where this track come from and uh yeah this the opening ceremony that's neat that's not ep that he has uh that he currently has and um and the final track was uh, a love your own uh which was originally uh i know some of you know may know the average white band version version of that tune but this one was actually uh done uh by uh was originally done by ned Dohaney from the uh from his hard candy album i believe somebody from the average white band worked on that song and then uh moved it uh said hey told the average white band hey we should do a version of this and make it all funky and sexy and all that stuff. But I wanted, I mean, meaning to play the original version now for quite a while, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, those were the songs and I'm hitting the console all over the place, but, um, yeah. So, uh, let's get into our guests, shall we? Um, they are a married couple who I, uh, asked to, to be on the show like a month like I don't know a month and a half ago and they said okay and so here they are so um please introduce yourselves for the people out there oh I'm Alex Walkman hi I'm Sarah Cook all right welcome to the sour hour and um yeah so <laughs> yeah you two have been married how long have you two been married uh, since November of 2016 yeah oh 2017 my mistake six months six months and uh but you know i guess we should explain like a little bit about who you all guys are i mean alex i know i've been reading your stuff for quite a while because uh just you have an extensive uh cv as a journalist that i would not call it extensive but yeah i'm one of the founding editors of free press houston uh now freepresshouston.com uh Mad look, me. Still, always will hold a place in my heart for the old paper publication. Uh, I also was worked for a few small town daily newspapers like Temple Daily Telegram, uh, Cleveland at Cleveland East Texas Advocate. But that was like a long, long time ago. If anybody can remember that, then they are probably still living in East Texas. Um, but yeah, mostly uh, just been not really doing much for the last couple of years. Uh, kind of keeping it low-key but uh yeah i remember we were talking i i told you i used to you know you used to write for the hcc houston community college paper oh yeah which, that was a long time ago that was back yeah. in the 90s yeah and i actually i've uh I've, I've loitered on the hcc central campus i don't know if it was a good way to say it. but uh yeah because i used to pick up yeah back back in the day i used to like pick up a lot of publication especially around houston you know picking up on stuff and i and i remember like oh yeah you used to i used to see your byline oh well i'm glad somebody remembers st- that stuff yeah uh, um and I, I appreciate that yeah somebody oh, sorry somebody's hanging at the studio door yeah it Can, was bobby uh and uh so but uh and and all sarah i uh, i actually um uh, you know, before we started the show, I, I, I thought I, if I remembered you were a geologist, but it turns out you're not, you are a geophysicist. Yeah. Just remember, just keep in mind one thing. Uh, geologists look at rocks, mm-hmm. geophysicists listen to rocks. How the hell does that work? 
Well, like earthquakes. We listen to earthquakes. Okay. The rocks, the rocks are, you know, rocks are making noise, and we listen. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how you, how you know, you listen to like seashells. <laughs> Just like put your, put your ear next to a rock, and you're trying to figure out stuff. Uh, probably need some kind of microphone and amplifier involved. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, how did you two find each other? Just. Uh, actually, just uh, um, we were at a uh, uh, Poison Girl. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, because we all we basically that's all, where we met, Craig. Yeah, I was trying to downplay the fact that once again that was another drinking day for me, and I and I saw y'all out in the patio. Every day is a drinking day at a bar. Yes, it is. But for me, that day was a drinking because I just another one of those another one of those interesting where it's just like. Yeah, stuff isn't going well, so I'm going to go to Poison Girl during happy hour and just drown my sorrows. I know I shouldn't, but just, you know, that day, you know, just like just get a couple of beers and uh, see if uh, any of the the uh, frequent patrons will want to ex- uh, ex- exchange information. And so I saw you two were out in the patio, and I've, I previously met you because you were wearing a red hat. Uh, and I was I was intrigued because there is this this society called the Red Hat Society, and I was wondering like were you were you part of that? Did you know that? I wasn't. I'm not part of it. Then the hat was actually pink. <laughs> this is really dark inside. Poison. Girl. Yeah, it, yeah, it, looked, it is. I can understand that. It, but it it's it's pink. It's pink. Yeah. So, but that. No, no, no offense taken. But that was an attention. That was a conversation starter. And, yeah, uh, we we started talking about some things, and uh, I think like, the second time was just like you two were together in the patio, and we're just talking about all these various things that were going on, especially with uh with uh, with you two, and just uh, trying to just trying to get a general gist of uh, is how you two got to know each other, and and decided to get a a a, a lovely coupling going on. Sorry, I'm still trying to find out more information about this uh, bomb squad. Yeah, for for those of you who don't know, uh, Alex has been on his friggin' phone He's the on entire his... time we've been talking, and he, every now and then he just pulls out this information. Just oh, here you know this has been going on. Just like yeah, there's a uh, <clears throat> to back up and clarify. Uh, right before uh, we started the show. I saw, I, I got a news alert that the Houston Police Department was dispatched to a suspicious package uh, call that had been found on the corner of Graustark and Marshall here in Montre- in the Montrose, and that HBD was trying, and the bomb squad was trying to determine if the suspicious package was or was not a pipe bomb. And so I'm trying to find out specific, you know, trying to find out more information about that because a pipe bomb found in the historically gay neighborhood does kind of seem like it might be a potential hate crime in the making um but that's what i was trying to find out and so i've been looking for that for like last i don't know 45 minutes i guess sarah is he always like this you know just go on the phone looking for scoops or whatever trying to get into the bottom of uh you know emerging stories that are happening yes pretty much 24 hours a day Okay. Is that what attracted you to him, or is that just a... Um, 
No, that's... You know, nope. Nope. Nobody's perfect. Um, you know, Dr. Phil said, you know, Dr. Phil's got the 80-20 rule. You know, if you're 80%, if, if he's if he's 80% there, then, then go for it. Because you're never going to find 100%. Yeah. So I think the phone thing, that's like the... That's in the 20%. That and the dog. That That's in the 20 And I'm a dog person. The, the, that's in the 20%. That, that's in the 20% but, of the... But he's 80% he's 80 or greater there, so... Oh, thank you, Sarah. I mean, what did, what did, uh, Alice, what, did, what, what, what made you look at Sarah and say, hey, yeah, I need, I need to get with that? Uh, she started talking to me, and it was a wide-ranging conversation. And that's... And I always find... Um, what is it? I'm a sapiosexual. I'm attracted to intelligence. She was intelligent. She's obviously incredibly intelligent. I mean, she works for, you know, she's been working for Shell as a geophysicist and went to Caltech. That's what attracted me. <laughs> was uh, It's like literally her intelligence. And that, and the fact that she uh, brought, it's like the one of the first things she asked was about, was talking about Jim Jarmusch films and Dead Man is Dead Man and uh, cigarettes and coffee are some of my favorite films. Well, if not cigarettes and coffee, it's coffee and cigarettes. Oh, well, my mistake. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, you hate hate to nitpick right there. But um, you you brought it like you brought it up right and you said sapiosexual. Sapio. Sapiosexual as a person too, as attracted to intelligence. Intelligence, and I lo I love that there's a term for that as like as if that's a, that that people deserve a. Uh, a, a certain there's a certain sect in the in in in, a, in society for people who don't look upon the physical, and they just say like I'm attracted to a person's intelligence as though that's a weird thing. <coughs> well, it's and there's a term for every form of attraction, and there but. But specifying that you're attracted to someone because of their intellect, as opposed to you know, or as opposed to the physical body, I think that's the that's that's what sapiosexuals intended to uh, delineate, and I, which I always thought was that was the entire promise of the internet when it was originally create or when it was originally sold to the public was that you know you can be whoever you want to be, you can say whatever you want to say without having to worry about what you look like what you look like so that you know, everybody could everybody could be treated on the value or be judged on the value of their ideas and then we got twitter <laughs> yeah good luck finding intelligence on the internet these days yeah it's like, um, it's like looking at because i was telling craig before we started i was like yeah if we want if i wanted to hear if i wanted abusive people to yell at me i could just go down town and and hang out for 20 minutes at a bus stop and honestly you can go to any part of houston <laughs> and just like uh, you downtown just that just that part and uh I, wait have i asked you sarah what attracted you to the to dude here not yet yeah. oh well um yeah you know he was the best dressed person at the table because uh, he just come from work. Not that he yeah. always dresses that way, but uh, and you know he talked a lot, but he knew what he was talking about. A lot of you know a lot of people talk and they're not worth listening to. But yeah. this guy knew his stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that's 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 unusual right there. 
Well, I mean, just as one another reason why I wanted to talk to you because you are a journalist, and well, you know, just I don't know how frequently you are a journalist. And I mean, before we were talking, uh, you know, you you were trying, you know, trying to get a you're doing interviews with job interviews with other outlets and everything. Yes, yeah, I, uh, many of whom they will remain nameless for professional reasons because if this is the radio. Yeah. Don't want to say that. Oh yeah, I work for so and so, and or I'm interviewing with so and so, and then that turns out that it doesn't work through. But yeah, I appreciate that, and uh, I guess it's a question of like, how do you define being a journalist? It's like, how do you define being a musician? So I guess you play an instrument, but just because you don't or make music, but if you're not making music at the moment, or say you haven't made music in a couple of months, are you still a musician? Or if you're a writer and you haven't written in a couple of months are you still a writer it's the classic question um as one of my old friends uh mentioned it's like does an artist have to create to be an artist can the artist creation simply be him or her or themselves versus does there have to be an end product at tour mm. for that creation uh and you know as andy warhol famously said that you are your own art or your own art project and leonard cohen before he passed away said that the music wasn't his masterwork his life was his masterwork yeah. and so it's like you say that i may not be i may not be a journalist very frequently but i always felt that being a journalist was not necessarily a a piece of you know what about production it's about the way that i look at the world mm-hmm. and and the looking at the world as a uh, as something that as a way to advocate for those who need to be advocated for. You know, as the old saying, um, "Comfort, uh, afflict the comfort and comfort the afflicted, give voice to the voiceless, which I always thought that's what the news media is supposed to do. And that's why we're here at KPFT, and we're not at the, you know, uh, one, of the, at one of the large talk radio stations. Those give voice to people who don't really who already have a voice kpft provides a voice for people who desperately need one yeah well just well be, being a veteran uh journalist if we could say that about you now just is, is it is it difficult to uh, basically get uh get work going as a journalist particularly live being in houston and trying to Oh, it's, Get something going. Depends on how you define work. I mean, every that's like that's getting paid. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't, it's like once again that depends on it's like as and we're in, we're living in a world where everybody has access to the means of production and it's just coming down and everybody has an indie go. Everybody can start you know get a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo, or a crowdfunding, and. But and that's just depending on like, do you want to get paid by? individuals by you know your audience directly do you want to get paid by uh, off of you know through like youtube or do you want to get paid by a large you know, by a multinational uh, or by a big company it's and that's how and we it's like craig and i we have you know you and i have multiple colleagues who that uh, you know they're on the what's the term instagram hustle they're on and yeah. the and it's like one of the people we were just talking about a little while ago I remember when he first started out, and he was having to literally, you know, write like how to uh, how to articles for ten bucks a hit for ten bucks a a post. And now he's a fairly well respected 
uh, journalist here in Houston, still working really hard to get paid, yeah. but uh, and that's just it's like how you how you go about it if you're trying to get like a staff job working for one of the major publications like let's say uh, the Houston Chronicle or the Dallas Morning News. There's going to be and ten thousand people applying for those jobs. Mm-hmm. If you're starting out trying to you know if you're just going to build up your own brand, uh, you know it's like and that's how and that you know, we're living in a world where everybody is a brand. I mean, take a Cardi B for example. She's got over a million followers on Instagram. That's what got her attention. That's what got her notoriety. It wasn't the you know, she wasn't brought up in the institute in the major label system. She was brought. She got notoriety just off the off of her social media presence and the amount of work that she put in to get the to get those followers and then and got the attention of the producers and the directors and was able to but was also able to back up that hype with actual talent and actual hard work yeah and bodak yellow is a damn good song and she has a and and even though her delivery was heavily influenced by kodak black she still was able to even give props to to kodak and and it's like he's becoming one of the bigger and one of the better known and bigger mcs but cardi really hustled to get that done to get those people to pay attention to her so it's like to say like oh how do you get paid how do you get paid is you've got to work at it and how you get paid is but it's also what plat you know what platforms and what channels do you want to go through yeah so sorry if i was rambling ah hey hey just <laughs> love it when people ramble first of all i didn't expect you to, to bring up both cardi b and kodak black in the same conversation, I thought for sure you were an arcade fireman, but knowing hey, it's, I've worked. It's like you don't work at the you don't work at one of the major music publications in Houston, and for as long as I did, and not be and not have your ear to the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, I love Arcade Fire, and but I also and it's like also and Diggable Planets and Death Grips, and so on and so on and so on. And yeah, I mean, what what music are you rocking, Sarah? Uh, I'm obsessed with uh, "This Is America." I, you know, it's a. It doesn't have to be black. Just, no, just, no, no, no. Like, okay, that and uh, well, okay, uh, and Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, because I saw that photo. I actually put that photo on my Insta story. If you too, awesome. with Weird Al. When was that at? Was that it? Oh, that was it. No, it was, uh, it was about a month ago. He, he came to uh, Missouri City. He's really? Do, he's, doing a City. Tour. <laughs> he's doing a tour of um, it's uh, his original works, you know. Really? As wow, opposed, he's, just, he's doing the early stuff, like well, in no, 3D he, or stuff like well, that? Well, out of all of his albums, you know, he's yeah. always got, you know, he only does probably less than 50% parodies on his yeah. album. The rest is original works. Yeah. Oh. And um, I know a, a lot of it's pretty good. Yeah. But... Um, Anyway, so uh, I, I I don't know. That's pretty good contrast, right? You know, childish Gambino you know, and, and Weird Al. Yeah, you can't yeah you can't get more well, out the other ends of the spectrum than that. I don't, I disagree, and yeah, it's like well, this is America is probably the 
defining music video of at least the first six months of this year. I'm saying that, you know, as it's the only music video that's basically people remember at this point because everything else is just like like music videos are just dying art form in itself. I I completely disagree. I've never, I haven't found them to be any to be more relevant than they are now. Well, name name five music videos of the past six months that you just like, oh, that is art, my dude. Okay, to be fair, I don't watch a lot of music videos, but I do realize that within it's like that as youtube has become one of the dominant forms of music expression that and one of the dominant forms of culture to say that a music video is a dying art form is to say that youtube is a dying is not a form of it's not one of the defining uh music streaming platforms in the country or in the world and so but this is america is probably one of the greatest music videos ever made because of the content and because of the yeah. the entirety uh it's like they made that in less than a month and to, and everything was imp- incredibly focused i mean yeah it doesn't really qualify it doesn't it's not one of like the greatest performances i've seen and that would probably still go with like prince um I mean, just because, but Gam, but Donald Glover or Gambino really—it's like that's just a great song, great dancing, great concept, great execution. And to say that that's not a, you know, that that's not a, a representative of an emerging art form or a contemporary art form is kind of dismissive, at least in my opinion. I'm not, well, I'm not dismissing uh, this is America. I'm just dismissing the fact that you know the the music video, you know, and this is you know coming from an old dude like myself. Yeah, I remember, you know, MTV. Weird, like, hey, Weird Al Yankovic, man. He, yeah, well, yeah. He, he was a workhorse for, like, MTV yeah. in the early days when exactly, they actually yeah. played videos out. He did a lot of filler, and that's quality stuff. So, yeah, okay, they have clear video arc between uh, Weird Al Yankovic and, and Donald Glover. Yep. But, say, but yeah. just like, you know, there's, like, MTV doesn't play music videos anymore. They don't play, they don't fr- there isn't Friday night videos or night tracks. People don't even, like, you know, just like, don't even, don't even need, I mean, the, the, Donald, you know, Childish Gambino's last big hit, Redbone, there wasn't a music video for that. Like, nobody's really checking out, oh, we need to pl- get the video going. I mean, back in the day, they used to, uh, used to have a budget for music videos and everything, but it's like it's not that important as it used to be. Uh, I believe Beyonce's Lemonade would disagree with you. But that's a visual album. That's entirely different. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna have to. Now we're getting into semantics here. Yeah, yes, we are. <laughs> that's that's the point of the show. Guy, get <laughs> talking about stuff that you know. Hey, you know, just want to get into it. I don't know if you want to get deep into it, but this is the kind of stuff I'm into. And also, I've been drinking since four. <laughs> but. Uh, so, yeah, it's getting good. Too bad we're uh, about to wrap to about to wrap up. I think do you want to wrap up, sir? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, the next the next group the next group of artists are already in here setting up. So I'm, I'm happy to continue it uh, over a- at over at our uh, our favorite bar. I'm, I've been, like I said, I've been drinking since four, and I'm going to have to deal with old people. The, the reason why I'm drinking since four is because I have to deal with old people later. But uh, all right, let me do something real quick. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, since we got a few minutes left, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that on, on the air, but, uh, let's see if, uh, we could do a, uh, a segment I, uh, I like to call what's pissing you off lately. I got audio for this. Hold on. You on notice, bitch. Uh. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know if that played out well. But, uh, but yeah, you gotta... Is there things that are pissing you off uh, lately that you would like to talk about on the air? Just some stuff like that? Oh, I I'm, I'm, don't get angry. That's why I have... Really? That, that's, that's, like, that's why I have... Um, psychotropic medication for <laughs> so kind of nar- no, been narcotized out of anger don't really have a lot of anger issues anymore right. but you live in Houston I do but I also realized a long time ago that well, alright Alex you're, you're getting into my ranting time then I'll, okay. I'll, I'll rant for both of us okay rolling coal rolling coal yeah you know like uh, when a truck like blows a bunch of polluted smoke at you for some reason mm-hmm. you know if you're a pedestrian or a cyclist that's dangerous man it's stupid and cruel and i don't understand it you know because if you're walking down the street riding a bicycle it you know they drop a load a black smoke black acrid smoke on you you can't see you can't breathe you may you know hurt yourself you may you may crash your bike you may walk off the sidewalk no reason for that, mm-hmm. you know that, and it's bad for the envir- environment and illegal. I just I don't understand it, and um, that's just awful. It's just awful. Wait, what? What, you, what would you say are the uh, most offensive automotive uh, vehicles that uh, hit this rolling coal on you? It's mostly Dodge Rams. I think they've got like easy kits for that. As I as I understand it, um, that's mostly all I've. You know, actually, I'm not really sure. I haven't really seen the vehicles because I can't see with the the smoke in my eyes. Yeah. But um, they're usually large trucks. You know, as uh, sometimes uh, referred to as a, as a, as a ROT, an R O A T, the ROT, the ridiculously yeah. oversized American truck. Mm-hmm. Cyclists have a lot of acronyms for a lot of things. Yeah. That's not a cycling acronym. That's uh anyway. That's a more of a permaculture acronym, but yeah, don't do it. It's bad. I hate you. Okay. Uh here's something I wanted to ask you cuz like as you said you want the founding editors of free press cuz like when I came back here to Houston a year ago, I remember talking to Michael Bergeron, who's the the film critic edi- editor. Oh, I love Mike. I love Bergeron film, of Free Press, and just like trying to figure out just just what is the deal with that? Because I distinctly remember it being a monthly. Oh yeah, we uh it started out in two th- in two thousand three, so God, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, started out as a monthly. Then for um after about a year, maybe two. We no, I guess after about a year, went to uh, a biweekly, mm-hmm. and found that we were having problems um, making things work. Whether it was just content based, or or the amount of content we were getting or not getting, or whether it was about the meeting uh, being able, financial obligations, and scaled that back down to a monthly, uh, and remain a monthly up until print uh, canceling the print product. I want to say about eighteen months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, so I haven't really been that involved with the free press. Uh, the, I've never really been involved in the day-to-day operation of it. That was I always wanted to keep um, stay away from the business side and just handle my side of it. You know, just the writing aspect and letting the people who have more of a head for business handle that. And 
but it's like I enjoy what I do, but I am not a business person. Yeah. I care. It's like managing me and managing money do not agree. That's I leave that. That's why that's all Sarah's business. Uh, that was all. And when it comes to the free press side of things, or running the free press, that was all Afra. Man, that dude did uh, so much work. That's why he's got all the money that he does, and that's why he was able to get. You know, that's why he built both Summerfest and Day for Night up into what they what they are and what they be, and what they've become mad props to that man love him to death he's done so much work done so much for the city i mean you think back to what houston was before summerfest i mean, almost i mean i remember when john lomax was writing back in like oh four oh five asking why doesn't it why don't any good touring bands come to houston and it's because there wasn't any reason for him to come all right. Uh, well, I mean, we're we're out of time, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say want to want to tell people where they where they can contact you and where if you want to if you have social media profiles and stuff you want to look at them. They can just find me on Facebook, Alex Walkman, uh, A L E X W U K M A N. Uh, for all of your uh, geophysical consulting needs, if you need a subject matter expert, Ocean Bottom Known Acquisition, Ocean Bottom Node Acquisition, uh, hit me up at epigroup.com. All right, uh, thank you uh, very much, uh, Sarah and uh, Alice, for coming down. Thanks, Craig. Right. Thank you, Craig. Hey, welcome, and uh, I'm I'm about to uh, close this out. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Craig D. Lindsay saying, um, I saw you tearing up earlier today, Sarah, and um, I just want to let you know that you know I feel I feel your pain. I know that. You're struggling, and uh, you just wanna, just wanna, you know, scream at the heavens that this is not right. And I'm just, I'm here with you, girl, because you know, I feel, you know, we got a connection, and um, just, you know, I'm just letting you know that I'm here, I'm here for you, boo. I'm here for you. That's all that matters. And just, you know, let me know what's happening. Just, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always here. Just, just I know you, I know, I know you, you're hurting, baby. I know you are, so just, just, just let brother in.